atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for July the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our two at two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Wow, we got a lot to focus on. Last hour, we rounded up on this idea about, is there, are we going to have an American Jubilee? A debt forgiveness program that sounds really cool, but yet I'm not too confident it'll be very cool. It all depends on who's in charge of it. And um, anyway, there you have it. So I thought we'd bring that to your attention. The uh, Stanbury Research folks and others uh, are talking about this big time. Ron Paul's talking about it. Um, Stansberry has a fantastic new book out about it called The American Jubilee. So kind of interesting. Uh, the, the idea is to clean the slate, wipe out the debts, reset the financial system. Sounds great, right? But the problem is that it's really a redistribution of wealth program. That's the problem, right? In other words, I'm for the forgiveness of debt, but the person who owns the debt can forgive. They, you, know, you shouldn't be able to force others to forgive and redistribute the wealth and that kind of stuff. All right, the House Democrats slapped Donald Trump with a resolution condemning go back tweets, if you will, against Congress women of color, Kurt. And Donald says if you're not happy, you can leave. Um, do you want to respond to this, Kurt? Are you caught up on this whole story? I would say, you know, as much as I would like to be, uh, maybe more than I'd like to be. Uh, you know, I liked what uh, Ben Carson had to say on it. And, uh, you know, the bottom line, at least I think, is uh, he's pointing out the fact that this group is pretty radical, Sam. And, uh, you know, and they've done some things to basically fight against the good things in America. I don't have a problem when somebody points out the, th- the areas we need to improve, but I just don't see them uh, being part of the solution. I see them being, you know, a big part of the takedown, if you will. So here's my opinion on this, Kurt. Number one, I agree with Ben Carson that what Donald said is not racist. Okay? And I don't believe that Donald is a racist. I really don't. And I don't believe uh, that everybody could just be considered a racist. And whenever you don't like what somebody says, you throw out the race card. Um, And I'm not against what Donald said. I think he can say what he wants. This is kind of where I have the opinion that, you know, if you don't like it, if you don't like what Donald says, you have every right to not like it. Right. And you have every right to disagree with what he said. For example, I personally think what he said is ill-advised. I don't think it's helpful. In the discussions, because it attacks people not dealing with principle and circumstances. Okay. However, and this is kind of the point, everybody wants to restrict everybody else's speech, Kurt. Well, wait a minute. He shouldn't be able to say that. Let's censure him. Let's let's have a resolution against him. Let's say that he should leave office because he said this or that or whatever else. Um, and then Donald's saying, hey, these women are downing America. Well, Donald downed America quite a bit when he was on the campaign trail, too. Okay, and a lot of people have downed America, and I don't like people downing America. 
I don't like people burning the flag. I don't like these negative displays of frustration. Okay? However, on this First Amendment, Kurt, I'm not about to restrict Donald's comments or these four freshman congressmen's comments. I disagree with both of their comments, all of their comments. Okay, I'm the one that wrote an open letter, a clarion call for civility, right? Uh, so I get it. I mean, I, you know, I, I, but I at the same time, I don't want to take away anybody's speech. I don't want somebody to be railroaded to the to the you know dustbin of or ashes of history because they used their free speech in ways I didn't like. We okay. So Donald criticized these four congresswomen uh, at a rally, and then basically the crowd started chanting, "What? Send them back, Kurt." And as far I as I understand, remember that part about the crowd, you know, doing that. Well, it was but, just recent. Um, it was last night, I think, it was a rally yeah, or whatever. Okay. Fair but anyway, all I'm saying is, three out of the four were born in the United States. Okay. Um, I get that they're of different nationalities or whatever. I don't want to use women of color because I don't understand how Acacio Cortez is a woman of color. Well, we've seen this whole thing. I'm, I'm sure they say, well, she's uh, of Hispanic. Yeah, but that's not color, Kurt. Well, they, I mean, white's a color, Sam. I know. Uh, you know, and yet, uh, you know, uh, you you remember how many times we get these Hollywood types that say, man, if a guy like President Trump gets elected, I'm going to leave America, you know. And, uh, you know, the jet's just still sitting there waiting well, for those guys. Well, of course it is, because they know America's great, saying. and their rhetoric is hollow. There's no question about all that. That's right. But I hesitate to push back too hard against anybody's speech. Now, if you're threatening someone's life or using your speech that clearly crosses the line, that's a different discussion. But in these cases, I don't like what these women are saying about America. Um, but I don't like a lot of what Donald said about America either. Uh, and I, you what know, didn't you like about what he said about America? What Donald said about America? Well, when he yeah, was on the campaign yeah. trail, he said a lot of things about America. He said it's ran by criminals. And there's some truth to that. Right? Uh-huh. But if we're not going to clean up the criminals, it's hollow. It's rhetoric. If we're going to say lock up Hillary, then why don't we legitimately have investigations against Hillary? And why don't we have legitimate efforts to get to the truth? And if she needs to be locked up because she really is a criminal, then let's do so. If she doesn't need to be, let's quit the rhetoric. Let's give Hillary. At least in my opinion, those are two way different type of things. When these people uh, say stuff like, hey, man, the founding fathers were a bunch of racists and the Constitution's outdated and we need to go to a socialist system. You know, I I disagree with their views completely. But do you think they have the right to say that if they want to? I think they can say all they want. My problem is when they're, you know, in the House of Representatives, I mean, et cetera, you you look in there, how many times have they, like if a guy is, uh, you know, that Kobach guy from uh, the Midwest or different people, they, uh, we've seen them in the past, they'll censure them or want to kick them out of Congress. Does that happen to these ladies? No, of course not. not. And here's my point. You know? Should it happen to these ladies? Absolutely, Kurt. I think you're pointing out the exact right course of action. Rather than just say, send them back and have the crowd chant and go into an unruly mob over this thing, which if we continue to push that button, that's what it'll lead to. I go back to your comments, Kurt, and say, hey, if these people have crossed the line, which, by the way, I believe they have, Kurt, then we should go about it in a way that says, hey, we're going to censor you. We're going to question your commitment to the constant, your oath of office. We're going to maybe, you know, in other words, there's processes we can go through um, that relate to this. And what I'm saying is when we don't do the processes, 
when we threaten to lock up Hillary and then we don't do the process to find out if she's really guilty of criminal activity, at some point our comments become hollow and it's disingenuous. Okay, so I believe that Hillary's crossed the line and she is a criminal. But I also support due process for Hillary. And so I'm saying don't chant lock her up if you're not willing when you have the authority and the power to push for true prosecution and true accountability and push for due process to find out the real truth. Okay, same thing with these ladies. They can make the comments they want. It's free speech. I support their free speech. If they've crossed the line into libel or slander, if they've crossed the line into downing America that would be considered um, an, an insurrection or a treasonous act, uh, or a violation of one's oath of office. Let's use the congressional mechanisms. Let's use the checks and balances of America to demand accountability. And so I, I, I get your point, and I agree with you. I'm just saying there's a way to go about it that's right and a way to go about it that's wrong. And in my opinion, holding a rally and then chanting, send them back, send them back, pretty soon there's going to be violence spilling into the streets. Pretty soon there's going to be this mob rule mentality. Um, and if we're not going to really look into these comments and legitimately deal with them as you're pointing out kurt then we shouldn't be chatting chanting send them back okay or we should literally say hey there's a right way and a wrong way to go about this and if these women have crossed the line into to liable slander or to treasonous you know or or um, insurrection type attitudes which i believe they're bordering on it's one thing to say america is a bad place we got to fix it there's criminals at the top we got to create accountability it's another thing to literally promote uh the downing of America, as you wisely put. But while we're saying that America will never be a socialist country, these socialists are in power. And, and we're just going to chant, you know, send them back, send them back. But why don't we, as you wisely point out, Kurt, use the mechanisms that we have to create true accountability? Why don't we take the moral high road as the point? Any thoughts? Well, I think those are exactly right. Plus, I want to throw in something. You know, last hour we talked about the New York City heat wave and yes, the sir. you know concern they got. Uh, you know, it's kind of like that discussion we had with Sheriff Mack, where we were talking about New Orleans, and uh, I, you know, tongue in cheek said, "Well, I don't know why this would happen there because I mean these are." God-fearing people, every one of them, you know, just carry around the Ten Commandments in their wallet. There's no, you know, outside of marriage, uh, sexual relations. There's none of that casino kind of stuff, gambling and all that kind of stuff going on in New Orleans. I mean, so you wouldn't sure see that. And you could say the same thing basically about New York. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. The, the God of heaven, you know, uh <laughs> uses the weather many times you know whether it's winds or fires or whatever to get our attention to wake us up and say you guys depend on me you know you might want to follow my commandments not amen i agree now let me make the point further kurt because i agree with your point that trump should be able to say what he wants but let me give you the, the example donald trump says if you're not happy you can leave. Trump stands by his tweets slamming Dem squad. All right now, here's my problem. When Donald was saying America, we need to make America great again. America's melting down. You got criminals at the top and all these. No one said to Donald, if you're not happy, you can leave. So I don't know why leaving is the push. Let's create accountability and use the law to do it. I'll make another point to highlight or underscore this further. 
Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. So I don't have a problem with Donald saying anything he wants to say, and I don't have a problem with these four congresswomen saying what they want to say either, but there is a line when you cross into libel and slander and treason and insurrection and these kind of things. If they're crossing those lines, let's not just rhetoric say send them back. Okay, Donald Trump, you know, in tweets saying, go back. You know, just go back to your country if you're not happy. Get the heck out. If you're not happy, you can leave. Okay, I, I, again, you can say that if you want to. I would never try to restrict your right to say that. But to me, if you don't take action, it's hollow. If they haven't crossed the lines that I'm speaking of, you need to just say whatever, you're goofy. If they have crossed the lines, though, we have an obligation, a duty as Americans, to let the checks and balances that make America great work and apply them for a true accountability and transparency. And to further the point, there's a group. Uh, headline says, ICE protesters in Colorado take down American flag and replace it with a Mexican flag. Now, in my opinion, Kurt, this is flat-out treasonous criminal activity and should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Okay, you should not be able to take down an American flag. I don't know if it's private property or whatever. It's either the people's property or private property. But you literally take down a flag as if you have some authority and put a flag in its place. That's kind of war mentality. That's takeover mentality. That's, and, and, if, and if the Mexicans are doing this, I don't know who the ICE protesters are in this case, but if they're Mexicans or whatever else, they're literally into this La Raza. Uh, ideology, uh, which is criminal and treasonous, Kurt, and, and really uh, teaches uh, and promotes the takeover of, of one country or the, quote, take back of lands. Or, OK, uh, this stuff borders, in my opinion, on treason. This borders on uh, for certain insurrection, literally replace our flag with another flag. Um, 
I bet there's a bunch of illegals in that protest movement, too. You have the right to, to freely assemble and, and, and have your free speech and things like that. You don't have the right to yank down the American flag and replace it with a Mexican flag, uh, basically a war mentality. Okay, you don't, so there's lines being crossed. And what I'm saying is, why aren't we prosecuting these people that cross these lines? Donald talked about it on the campaign trail with, with libel and slander. So I'm merely pointing out these examples, trying to define some lines, defending the First Amendment while creating accountability using our great system, Kurt. That's my goal. I hope I'm coming across in a way that makes sense. But these people, in my opinion, are criminals. These people are bordering on insurrections, Kurt, when you literally in Colorado take down the American flag and replace it with a Mexican flag. Well, what the heck's going on around here? This wasn't just at a, you know, some guy's house or something. This is a the uh, Colorado ICE facility. So, in other words, you're talking about uh, federal? federal government property. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and ICE stands for Immigrations and Customs Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Um, and these uh, protesters basically took down, you know, the U.S. flag and put up the uh, Mexican flag. Now, um, the thing that I thought was interesting when I saw some of the reports uh, out of there uh, there was a lady that had uh, asked you know I mean just like what happened in Memphis uh, if you ask me or maybe it was Charlottesville uh, or Charlotte anyway uh, you got to get permission many times from government to have your little uh, protests or whatever and so this lady had gone through that whole thing and um, when she was interviewed she said hey man these people are just they're not following the rules because I promised to have a peaceful protest. And, uh, you know, you got people jumping on the buildings and throwing stuff and breaking things. And, See, I think there should be we, flat out accountability for this, Kurt. Yeah. And so she was like, hey, this thing's over. Everybody needs to go home. And we've seen this before, remember, up in uh, Seattle. And yet sometimes what you really see is. Uh, our government insiders actually causing the problems. Remember when they had those boots that looked the same from yes. both guys, you know? And uh, you know, so sometimes they're literally trying to cause the problem. Uh, I mean, we see that with you know how many times you read these stories where so and so got lured in by a thirteen-year-old girl to do such and such, and then they met him, and guess what? They were a federal uh, police person or something, you know. And so you kind of wonder, well, how many federal police people do we have trying to lure people, and do we really have any of the, uh, you know, true bad stuff going on, or do we just have, you know, the federal authorities causing all the havoc? You know, I mean, it's just hard to figure, right? Yes, sir. Um, so, the question about this, though, Kurt... In my mind, is this, you know, where do we go with this? I'll give you an example. Mark Levine is trashing these four congresswomen or whatever, like Donald Trump is, okay? And Mark Levine says, he blasts the four radical house Dems and says, this is not garden variety liberalism. Now, that was your point, Kurt. Right. You said it in different words, but you're saying the same thing. I completely agree with you. These people are out of control. But if it's a free speech issue, you better leave them alone and defend them, Kurt. If they have crossed the lines to where they they threaten America, either treasonous or insurrection 
uh, or liable or slander or, you know, there's a bunch of words that could be used. Then we need to go through the proper channels and create accountability. And my problem is they're letting the, the American flag in Colorado be replaced by the Mexican flag by protesters. They're letting these women run around and, and do these atrocious things, in my opinion. And there's just rhetoric. There's no real efforts to do anything about it that's meaningful. And if you ratchet up the rhetoric, all you're going to get is pretty soon, hey, Antifa does this. And then pretty soon, some extreme you know, person that defends Trump, a, a MAGA guy does that. And whether it's really true or not or false flag, who knows. But then before you know it, the race is on. Before you know it, you start to get anarchy in the streets. Before you know it, it's like, hey, you know, we're going to take over a restaurant. We're going to kick you out of here. We're going to beat you up. We're going to. And I don't see it leading to good on the current trajectory that it is. What's the value of saying this isn't garden variety, um, you know, whatever, by these congresswomen and, and then saying, hey, send them back, send them back, send them back. If you're not going to take it seriously, if they have crossed the line. Right. If it's not garden variety liberalism, does it cross any law? Have they violated any laws? First of all, I would ask. And how do we put it in, in, in perspective? You know, I support the First Amendment, even for things that I absolutely disagree with. Like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she says she's a socialist. Ocasio can be a socialist if she wants to. I'm okay with that. Not that I like that. I'm just saying she can choose her choices. But if she's going to swear an oath to the Constitution, I think we have a conundrum on our hands. Don't we, Curtin? All right. I mean, do you agree? Can you swear an oath to the supreme law of the land while you're an avowed, claiming that you're an avowed socialist? Well, I don't think so, but I believe... Okay, so are there laws or accountability or something that we can do here? Is that bordering on treason? Is it bordering on um, high crimes and misdemeanors? The House and the Senate would be accused and guilty of this, Sam. I agree. Of not holding... I concur with you. That's my whole point. I don't like this, this attitude that speaks out against this in a way that just ratchets up the rhetoric in ways that I don't believe... I don't believe there's a good end here, right? I don't, I don't believe that the rhetoric of Mark Levine and Donald Trump and these four women and America chanting, send them back. And I don't believe that ratcheting up in the public arena um, is helpful. I believe it's very, very destructive. Um, you know, if you're not happy, you can leave. And Okay, then the House slapping Donald Trump with a resolution condemning his comments. And I, don't, I don't find that helpful. What I want to do is say, hey, if these ICE protesters really did replace the American flag with the Mexican flag, I want accountability. I want them prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I want them to have a fair trial, Kurt, if they're citizens. If they're not citizens, though, uh, you know what? I want these people locked up as illegal aliens uh, committing insurrections on, on, on America. Okay, these four radical house Dems, if they've committed uh, acts of, of insurrection or whatever else, I want accountability. I don't want just rhetoric in the streets. And we better be very careful. Let me give you another example to make the point. Co-founder Peter Thiel. He's the co-founder of PayPal, right? He says that the FBI and the CIA should probe Google over infiltration by China. Okay, but here's the problem I have with this. Peter Thiel is the guy that put a bunch of money in to help the military build Google in the first place, Kurt. Mm-hmm. So when the military builds Google, how are we going to go ahead and... Have the FBI and the CIA, they're the ones that built Google as well, and Peter Thiel was involved. How, how are they going to go ahead and investigate to see about the China takeover or whatever? China didn't take over anything, Kurt. Whatever's being allowed to happen by the Russians and the Chinese, if those things are even happening, um, 
is allowed by this system. It's a command and control system. They know full well and can control it all, Kurt. Peter is either ignorant or he's talking out of both sides of his mouth, Kurt. But what do you do when a military by the United States government is the one that's creating the insurrection via technology, Kurt? Now what do you do? Do you just hold a rally and say, send the, the, the women back? Speaking of women, there's a very strange claim. Uh, Miley Cyrus made the claim. Kurt's got details coming up. I'm Sam Bushman. Just imagine Liberty Roundtable Live talking about Miley Cyrus, huh? Wow. All right, only on the radio, huh? Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. More U.S. troops are heading to the United States-Mexican border to support President Trump's immigration crackdown. The Pentagon confirming it's deploying an additional 2,100 troops. There are currently about 4,500 troops at the border. President Trump not backing away from attacks on four minority first-term Democratic Congresswomen. At a rally in North Carolina last night, Trump called the Congresswomen radical left-wing ideologues. They want to demolish our Constitution, weaken our military, eliminate the values that built this magnificent country. The Labor Department says first-time unemployment claims last week were up by about 8,000 to 216,000, a few thousand more than analysts were expecting. And this is USA Radio News. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com. The Democratic National Committee is sending a security alert to 2020 presidential campaigns, warning them not to use that new face app thing. The popular smartphone app has been trending lately because of the face app challenge. On Wednesday, the DNC security chief sent an alert saying face app was developed by Russians and that they have, quote, significant concerns about the app possibly having access to all of your photos. A tragedy in Japan, nearly two dozen people killed, many injured in an arson attack at an animation studio. The suspect poured some sort of fuel around the studio and then set it on fire. Despite workers' strikes and boycotts, Amazon Prime Day was a big success for the online retail giant. Customers purchasing about 175 million items over the two-day sales event, more than last year's Black Friday and Cyber Monday combined. And you're listening to USA Radio News. 
I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. So Miley Cyrus, uh, she's just whacked out, folks. But I half agree with her. I'll explain in a second. Okay? But Miley Cyrus making some very, very strange claims. Okay? Headline, Miley Cyrus claims virginity is a social construct, Kurt. RT, Russia Today, brought this to my attention. And um, (laughs) do you want to respond to this before I do, Kurt? Um, you know, all I can say is, is uh, she is certainly not uh, the example that uh, young women need to follow. Uh, she's uh, a good example of a bad example. Uh, she is, even though she's done these things and, you know, stands up and does says these different things, she's still loved by God. She can still repent and try to improve. And no matter how much she says evil is good, it still isn't. Uh, I don't care how many million, million likes she has for it. You have one disliked, and that is... Uh, what God has said about this whole issue. Yeah, so let me explain my views on this, Kirk, because they become very complicated. I actually think that Miley means well with this comment. I don't think she's trying to just pervert God's laws. I think she means well. But I think she's misguided as well. Uh, And so I don't believe that uh, virginity is a social contract. I think construct. Um, But I do believe the stigma relating to virginity is to some degree a social contract construct to which they have changed over time. So let me explain what I mean. Um, virginity is something where you're either a virgin or you're not. I don't, I don't think there's any debate about it. It's kind of like being kind of pregnant. You're not kind of pregnant. You either are or you're not. Okay, you're either a virgin or you're not a virgin. And I don't think we can play games with God's laws on that. However, I do believe this construct around virginity used to be to where, you know what, it was considered a violation of God's commandments, and it was looked down on big time uh, if it was, I don't know, lost, I guess is the way to say it. If it was lost, I don't, I don't like that term lost necessarily either. Um, if it's given away is the, the term I would use instead. Given away before time then it's a problem. It's a bad thing. And society looked down on that, rightfully so, Kurt. Not because we want to condemn the, the person that made the mistake or the person that did that, but we want to basically make it very clear that it's not an acceptable way to violate God's commandments. I think they've changed it and turned it into a social contract construct in the sense now it's something to be celebrated and you're kind of considered an idiot if you haven't given your virginity away. And the reason I don't like to say it's lost is because they make it sound like you just misplaced it or something. Okay, given away means you give it to someone. And you can only give it away once. That's a fact, not a debate. And I think that the, to look at it properly is that God's law would say you don't give it away early. You don't give it away uh, frivolously. You give it away uh, when you're in the blessed, sacred opportunity of marriage. Okay? And, and so I believe that they built this construct around it that, that Miley's falling into here. Which is, hey, you know what? It's, I mean, if you haven't lost your virginity by the time you're 20, what the heck's wrong with you? Or, you know, um, are you some kind of a 
prude or some kind of a weirdo or, you know, hey, what do you not like girls or what, what's going on around it? Okay, this social construct around it we built is wrong. And so she believes it's a social construct. And what she's trying to say is that people can recover if they've given away or whatever, lost their virginity. And she kind of makes you believe that it's a social construct. You can get it back. And I don't believe you can get it back. Okay, I believe there are some things that once you kind of cross the Rubicon on cannot be changed. However, and, and this is where, Kurt, you would call good, evil, and evil good, and this is where I think you'd be completely right. Even though virginity is not a social construct, and the uh, details surrounding virginity or the belief around it has been manipulated into a social construct, and uh, even though we should look at it when you violate God's laws, it's bad, but we should also look on the children of God as you wisely did with Miley and say, hey, she is a daughter of God, and she can repent. And so although you cannot get your virginity back, you can be forgiven for that mistake. You can repent, change your life. And there is a reclaim your virginity movement out there um, that kind of says, hey, if you made a mistake, the point is don't continue that mistake. You can change. You can live right. You can obey God's laws and you'll be blessed for doing so. And yes, even if you have given away your virginity before you're supposed to, it's a horrible mistake and it can't be retracted. That's a fact. However, you can receive forgiveness. You can be loved by someone going forward. There is hope and there is a future. And I think this one headline, there's a lot to talk about relating to this. Um, And so I don't believe virginity is a social contract. I think once you give it away, it's gone. But I also think you can recover. You can repent. You can be forgiven. You can be loved by God. You can be loved by others. Um. That's the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the great hope. That's the great promise of the atonement of Jesus Christ, which I firmly believe in. So I want to highlight this because I I think that poor Miley's mixed up in this construct that we built around this topic in a dishonest calling good, evil, evil, good way. That you're an idiot if you haven't given away your virginity already. What's wrong with you? And the idea that once you're, you know, you made a mistake, there's no... There's no going back. There's no going back to regain your virginity. That's right. But there is a way back for forgiveness and repentance and hope and and love and and all those things. Absolutely. It's called the atonement of Jesus Christ. And so I think what we lack here is context. What we lack here is the dividing of, of fact versus fiction. And what we most importantly miss is this idea that people can change. People can decide to behave differently. And when they do, they can be forgiven and qualify for the blessings of God, Kurt. And I think that uh, hopefully Miley can gain that understanding at some point in her life. Uh, any final comments on this one, Kurt? Can't think of anything All else right. to add. Kurt wants to talk about an Arizona teacher now. I guess sentenced to uh, 20 years for sex with 13-year-old student. Well, this is just the reason I bring it up is it's just another instance where you have the government schools where we've taken the uh, Ten Commandments, et cetera, out of there, and there's no talk about that or whatever, and yet you have continual havoc going on. And people are surprised about it, Sam. Uh, I'm not surprised, are you? Uh, I, I think that, again, this is a more heinous act than even Miley's you know, discussion. And I think it's evil. And I think we ought to call evil, evil, and good, good. But I would say this. I don't want anybody to believe that there's no ability to recover or change or repent or 
obtain forgiveness or whatever else. I still think the, the sacred blood of Jesus Christ applies here, too, is what I would say, Kurt. And that doesn't mean we, uh, you know, treat this lightly or that we don't. I'm not suggesting anything other such. Yeah. I am suggesting, though, that, hey, this poor little 13-year-old, um, we need to teach and explain they're not accountable. They have not sinned, in other words. They've been, become a victim. And that 13-year-old can receive love and should have hope. And the atonement of Christ will make it right someday. I'm sure they're in a life of, of difficulty going forward, coping with the, the abuse uh, rendered, if you will. But I also say there's hope there. And I would never want to teach the 13-year-old that, one, they're responsible because they're not. They're innocent. And, two, I never want them to think that they can't receive true love and true uh, happiness and, and, and live according to God's laws. And, and, and if they do, they will reap rich reward, wonderful blessings, um, you know, blessings poured down upon their heads. And, and so we want to teach the right doctrine going forward, Kurt, the right message of hope and the right message of forgiveness. And this uh, abusive teacher, hey, there needs to be serious accountability for that, folks. Let's not pretend that, that it's a light thing. I'm not dismissing it in any way with my comments. But I am saying it's, it's a serious sin. But we should never blame it on the, on the innocent. And we should hold accountable uh, the perpetrators. So there you go, Kurt. Um, Kurt wants to talk about farmers markets. Kurt. Well, I saw this, and they say that at some farmers markets, uh, there's some, uh, I guess you could say, uh, people pushing different things. And I'm thinking, well, you know, that's just kind of the way the world is, Sam. I mean, there's sometimes people, you know, uh, using. Uh, places, uh, business or whatever, to push their ideas, whether it's the squad, as they call them, or the farmer's markets. Um, I uh, personally attend the farmer's markets and find that uh, I want to promote certain things, and yet um, I'm not surprised if somebody else wants to promote their things they view as important. Are you? No, not at all. And I, I concur with you, Kurt, that, you know what, when you say they have, um, the farmer's markets have unwelcome guests, fascists. Uh, and again, this is kind of where the fascists, what do they want to do? They don't want the free market to work? They don't want capitalism going on? Is that what the problem is, Kurt? Well, they're, they're saying that uh, some of them are white supremacists or whatever, and that if you buy their stuff, then you're helping support them. And I'm like... Oh, I guess you're going to have to check under the egg and see everything about the person before you buy their eggs, you know. We certainly see things different than they do, don't we? Yep. And as long as they're peaceful, they can attend farmer's markets. Yeah. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com. 
participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. Kosher. Certified. Put the two words together to get co-certified, which is spelled with an S-E-H instead of just S-H. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-E-H still make the shh sound, as in all those American food producers saying shh, let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification, and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this, the Co-Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities. And it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified. We call that NKC. Start memeing it. It's fun. NKC, not kosher certified. Now, to confuse our audience even more, we put a question mark at the end of our name. And that really cinched our trademark approval. It relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior, thekosherquestion.com. Back with the live Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby on your radio. Farmers markets have unwelcomed guests. We're talking about Antifa or what? Fascists, I guess. I don't know if Antifa and fascists are different, but there you go. <laughs> I thought Antifa was fascist. Kurt. Anyway, these people are at farmers markets, and they're not just kind of like casually seeing what's available for sale or anything. They're kind of going with um, what malicious intent, Kurt. Well, yeah, they say that there's some of them that are selling something, and if you buy their goods that day, they might use it for nefarious activities. But, uh, Sam, uh, isn't that the way it works with, uh, you know, anybody that's a bad guy? Yeah. It seems like there's more of that, but I think when you promote uh, buying good local things that you kind of encourage good stuff to be on the market, Sam. Yeah. So I kind of like that. All right. No idea. Kurt has a headline called Testing the Faith. Kurt? Testing the Faith. Uh, you know, let's see. This is a recent one. Yeah, there it is. I see it. Now, I thought this went with your other, uh, you know, talk, and there's a number of bachelorette stories and bachelor yes, stories sir. or whatever. And, um but in this case, uh, there's the headline from uh, World Net Daily, and uh, they pro- promote this Fox News piece. And the headline says, Testing the Faith, Decade as Porn Star, Now Church's New Leader. Uh, subheadline, I sell myself for money. How could he ever love me? Uh, Brittany De La Mora spent almost a decade in the porn industry until she found Jesus. She met members of the Triple X Church. I didn't know there was one of those, but hey, says it's a ministry that helps people overcome pornography addiction, and they helped her discover her sense of worth, she said. Now she's set to lead the church with her husband, Richard, at a time when the two are expecting their first child, Sam. So, I mean, uh, we've we've had that one guest on, it seemed like, and she was a like a Victoria's Secret model or whatever, and then she left that kind of stuff and realized the havoc of her ways and uh, promoted good stuff. You, you're probably not going to see much about this lady and her moves uh, uh, to 
you know, follow and change your life, right? Sam, are you? You're not going to see much about it? No, but I commend her. Amen to that. Uh, my prayers are with her success. Um, I think that there is forgiveness in this world for her, right? She says, decade as porn star. Now church's new leader. I sell myself for money. How could he ever love me? And, you know, she's talking about Jesus. She's kind of talking about her husband, too, right, Kurt? Well, at least the story says she's married and they're waiting on a, a baby, Sam. Yeah. Which but, I, really you know, cool. she's kind of wondering about that. And that, that's certainly something that, that people would struggle with. And I'm here to deliver the message that I think a husband can love a woman or a, a woman can love a man who has made mistakes in their past. And I think that Jesus can forgive and love. And I think that that's the message of the gospel, in my opinion, that there is hope, there is change, there is a repentance, there is a future. And I believe to teach any other way is Satan's work, Kurt. I really believe that. This idea that it's hopeless, that there's nothing you can do, you've already bought the farm, stick a fork in it. I don't believe in that doctrine, Kurt. I don't believe in it for individuals, and I don't believe in it for America. The Blaze asks, are we doomed to socialism? Do you want to respond to that one, Kurt? Answer that? Well, I think that people should point out the areas in our country where we already have it. And they ought to point out the Communist Manifesto and where we've embraced it so that we can say, look, uh, now let's embrace you know, freedom and let's make America great again. Yeah, and that's why when Donald says, hey, we'll never be a socialist country, I have to take the time to say in many ways we already are. Uh, and I uh, want to answer the question unequivocally. We are not doomed to socialism, Kurt. Uh, the greatest country in the world will never be doomed to socialism, not as long as I breathe. I will do all that I can to make sure that we are never a socialist country. And I think you're right with your question, Kurt, to say, hey, we need to highlight, right? We need to highlight the problems or where we're, uh, we already are and or we're dangerously close to that so that we can reject it. I couldn't agree more. And there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of work necessary, right? And we got a road to hoe, buddy. All right. We also have another good news piece about drug overdose deaths. Kurt? Well, yeah, Sam. Now, um, what do you think they're going to say about this? Uh, you know, because you've got a huge amount of less um drug overdoses uh, that are happening in, in America. Um, it says it falls for the first time in nearly three decades. So the first time in 30, almost 30 years, you've got less drug overdose deaths. What do you think is the, you know, some of the causes for this, Sam? What do you think? Well, I think there's been a lot in the media about drug overdoses. And a lot about how evil it is and how the pharmaceutical companies caused a lot of it, et cetera, et cetera. And I think there's truth to a lot of that stuff. But I think whenever we bring uh, something up for discussion, it can help if people make wise choices. And I think a lot of people are reaching out to those people that are struggling with drug addiction. And, and it's, no, it's no laughing matter. It wrecks lives. It is very destructive. But again, I believe that good, honest, kind people can reach out with love and they can help people. And I don't believe that, that you can never recover from an addiction. I think you can. And I think we need less 
government involvement. Uh, and I don't have any problem with if government wants to, you know, make sure that there's a level playing field and there's stability in the uh, uh, industry, meaning that we, you know, I, there, there is a role for government to play to make sure there's stability in the marketplaces. I'm okay with that. But right now, government has been in bed with these pharmacies by, you know, what do they call it? Speed to drug or speed to test drug or, you know, speed to approval for drugs and stuff like this and giving certain corporations passes and special treatments and things like that. We need to have a level playing field and get government out of it. Uh, but I believe that, that parents are one of the greatest anti-drug methods. I believe that God is one of the greatest anti-drug methods. And I think we need to push towards those solutions. God, family, and country. And some would say, well, Sam, that's incredibly naive. You're not going to get people off drugs that way. Uh, you want to bet? So I'm glad the drug overdose deaths are falling. And I hope we have more uh, focus on the real solutions. That would be my response to that, Kurt. I'm grateful for this. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I look at the uh, lower drug use as, hey, uh, when people are, you know, pretty much they don't have hope. I think they turn to these kind of things. Uh, in this case, we got a lot more people with a job. Uh, we are doing some things at the border to slow that stuff down. So there's a number of issues there that they could bring up, but I think this is. You know, it would sort of make some of the president's things uh, look good. And so I think they won't kill anybody. But what about this idea that there is forgiveness, that people can get off drugs, that there is hope? I don't think addiction means a death sentence. I think that we can surround people with loved ones and Christian teachings and family. And and I think we can give people hope and we can't save everybody. You know, the person has to want to change to some degree, Kurt. But I believe there's a lot of hope there. If we're willing to uh, deal with it, right? And to round out the hour, Kurt just sent me, and I know this is a little bit disjointed. We keep going to other stories, then back to this sexual topic a little bit. Uh, But Kurt wants to, uh, you know, Christian sex sins meltdown video. It's on TV on The Bachelorette, Kurt. Yeah, and this is something I've never watched. Uh, although when I was a kid, they used to have The Bachelor and you know that kind of stuff. But you know, I I think it's way different now from what I've been able to read than it was. What, what oh, it's way then. different than it used to be, buddy. Uh, and so now, uh, I guess there's apparently some guy that was on there that that was uh, you know wanting to find a woman that had was going to wait until marriage to have uh, relations and uh, you know and this uh, so-called lady said he's just like crazy man Um, and then you know goes into all these different things where she's already um, participated in those activities with other people on the program and things like that and uh, I just simply say man you're looking for love in all the wrong places if that's what you got around there. Got to head to church, not the uh, bachelorette or bachelor yeah. program. I would look more in church or more at work if I, I'm in volunteer programs or at work or church. or You know, when you find people in the volunteer uh, industries, Kurt, um, you find good people, humble people, people that care about others. You know, in church you find that. And so, you know, those are the places that I personally would look. Um, you know, I don't need to look because I'm already married, but I'm just making a point. Those are the places that I think looking would make sense. Anyway, Bernie Sanders' campaign promise Kurt on the news, too. 
Well, yeah, he's basically saying he's going to return some of the, uh, well, he's going to return, uh, what is it, uh, donations from Big Pharma. Um, I, you know, I mean, when you read in the story, it's a small amount, but the bottom line is Big Pharma tries to uh, pretty much put their money into everybody's campaign because they want to buy access and they know how that works, Sam. And not only um, do they know how and not only do it, but this has been going on for decades, Kurt. And I don't know if Bernie Sanders um, really means, I don't know if Bernie Sanders is genuine or uh, if it's just kind of this sham, I'm going to return the money, you know, to look good or whatever. You would think that Bernie would be on this way before the political, it's always interesting how they always come to the, come to the right views right when they need to, not before. The, The timing of this is very circumspect in my opinion but i'm glad that he's doing it i I don't think anybody should take a bunch of money from big pharma kurt right if if, at least if they do it should be well known so that people can go well you know the reason he's doing this or she's doing that is because and and uh hats off to i think it was nbc that did the digging and found that you know these uh contributors so i mean imagine if uh me, uh, you know, the media really did its job. Uh, people could know the truth. Yeah, so my take on this is I'm glad Bernie's doing that. I'm glad anybody turns away from, you know, taking that money for those things. But at the same time, I would say I the timing of this concerns me that it may not be as genuine as we would hope. And, um, you know, that's kind of my comment on that. Um, I guess now they're saying, uh, I guess El Chapo got life, right, Kurt? Did you see this? I did see that. Uh, and they're basically you know, saying, hey, let's, any, use, uh, let's use El Chapo's money to build the wall. They did say that. Okay, good. I didn't see that part in there because I know Ted Cruz recommended that. And, and Ted's right. Know, yeah. It's an excellent way. And I it. hope we can, uh, t- you know, rather than just say, oh, El Chapo got life and let it go. I hope we can talk about El Chapo's cash to build the wall. Donald should be talking about that rather than... Uh, you know, yeah, letting the crowd yeah, yeah. chant, you know, send these uh, ladies away or whatever else, you know. I, I mean, El Chapo, they say, spent $100 million bucks to bribe the former president of Mexico. I mean, that's kind of going about as high as you can go, Sam. Heard that. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Wow. I agree with that. All right. Uh, educators work to eradicate racism from math. Final story, Kurt. Ten seconds. Well, the bottom line is... <laughs> It should never be there, right? Amen to that. We declare this nation shall endure.